sale items on Frosted Flakes? I'll show you. Yeah, I, yeah. I talk about my dick twice a week. I see no issue here. What are you watching? Children's programming. on the end so don't say anything that'll get you arrested that's always important <clears throat> so uh nice to see you gents nice to finally meet you actually face to face cj it's i have not met you before yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no i because you and i have been t- chatting i think before you even talked to rico the first time officially yeah because i think you, you know. were going to get i think we were going to go interview you because you were a little more local i mean traveling to oakland's a little more uh difficult <laughs> especially yeah, right yeah. now so well, that- that and then with all respect to rico i was the one that said foot in rsd so this you know, is true for, you know, so but alas covid and many other insanities occurred and now that's not a thing <laughs> well what can you do uh, we can get into that later obviously that's a little that's a dumpster fine in itself but uh we'll yeah. just do our little introduction here welcome everybody to children's programming the only podcast around allegedly according to nick parodies allegedly Allegedly. Mm-hmm. We're joined today by our good friend, Nick Parodies, of course. It's me, your boy. And, of course, we're joined today by our very special guests, young CJ and young Rico from the venerable Podeskew podcast, courtesy of the Odd Pods Media Network. Well, first off, thank you for the plug. Second of all, uh, thank you for calling me young. And third, I don't know about venerable, but I'll take it. <laughs> Um, it's my favorite word in the English language, so I it, it's a it's a frequent use in the show. Venereal, sure, but not venereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That that sounds more accurate. So, hi guys, thanks for having us. Oh, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure. Welcome aboard. Uh, Welcome obviously, to the insanity. <laughs> obviously, I've been able to talk to Rico before, so we've had a little bit of an introduction. But uh, as I said before, it's very nice to meet you, CJ, in person, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to eventually meet each other in person if uh, everything goes well in the world. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, we, we got a couple people that we're going to try to connect with once all this once all this over, including each other. Rico, <laughs> when are you going to get out here to the East Coast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never? No. That's my no, answer. No, no. There, I can't get into details for, um, for lack of a better phrase, legal reasons, but there's a very high likelihood we might be a part of something very special and it would require Rico to come out. So if, if that occurs, then, then, uh, he can, uh, he'll be coming out for that. I'm sure, but it's, Mm. it's still kind of up in the air at the moment. So we'll have to see. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just have to let my mind work on that one. Um, (laughs) we could could tell you off air. We could tell you off air. I just can't, I can't tell you on official channels. Gotcha. Understood. It's all good. Um, so yeah, um, maybe you guys could just give an introduction of, um, exactly what your show is all about and, uh, we can just start the conversation there. We can try to get that rolling. How'd you guys meet and how'd you guys, you know, end up becoming unofficial hetero life mates, if you will. (laughs) No, it's official. It's official (laughs) for sure. Like. (laughs) Um, Rico, do you want to, I'll tell them how we met part. Why don't you tell them what the shows are about and okay. we'll do it that way. Sure. You want me, do you want me to start you first? You go first. All right. So basically pot askew, uh, is we, we pretty much tackle whatever we decide to tackle, but it's pro prominently pop culture and movies and, you know, or, or shows or, or stuff like that. If, if there's a, uh, 
if there's a new release, if Snyder decides to, you know, release something else, then we will, you know, talk about that. Uh, we do that either on Podeskew, our podcast, or we do that on Get Vocal, which we do live every Friday. Fantastic. And I've and I've been able to uh, get on one of those shows one uh, one of these weeks. I've been I was there for a few minutes, so. And then, and for what it's worth, we, I mean, seriously, we, we appreciate that. We don't care if you come for two minutes, 20 minutes or the whole two hours. Like we, we genuinely appreciate any, love at any time anyone can, can give to our ridiculousness yeah, for, right. you know, an ex, any kind of time. So we appreciate it. And hopefully you'll come hang out longer one week. I know it's, you said it's a little difficult for you on Fridays. Um, the reason, reason we're on Fridays is because we're part of the, um, the actual get vocal program and so they mm-hmm. they dictate what day of the week we're on we got to pick the time slot but they dictated the day so gotcha but Friday real quick i'm yeah, having some uh, technical difficulties over here so i'm going to sort of switch devices real fast okay no problem all right um but as far as sh- shall i wait to tell the story or just continue on hey you can probably continue on he'll, he'll get back to oh. us we'll, we'll catch him back oh. up all right, no worries. So, so Rico and I met because I actually had a different podcast. I want to say it was 2014 is when I started it. So, seven years ago, coming up on it was coming up on because I think we started it in March. No, so I guess we would have passed anyway. It's seven years ago or so. Uh, oh called running the hamster wheel which was my friend's wife who i was close with she was a friend of mine as well and mine and we we just loved our conversations and thought you know i'd been wanting to start a podcast anyway and it occurred to me that our conversations were fun we thought they were fun so why not share them with everybody you know so i about a year maybe two out after that falling out i kind of got the itch again to to do a show and didn't have any other friends in my immediate circle that I could be like, Hey, you want to do a show with me? You know, I went on the, uh, the idea of, you know, Kevin Smith inspired me to start podcasting. There may be other people in Kevin's circle, uh, not his immediate circle, but fan base that would be interested. So what I did was I put a post up on, was it, it was the real world of Kevin Smith. Was it that one? I, Rico? I, think it was, like, I, I think it was just the world of Kevin Smith. Okay, yeah. there's, there's so many of them now. I it, can't was, it, was, it was the first one. It was the world of Kevin the Smith, and Kevin the real Smith, world yeah. of Kevin Smith came out, and then mm. it was whatever the hell. Can we swear on this? I'm just, I'm just like, oh reserving. yeah, 100%. You're good. Okay, cool. Just, uh, <laughs> we're not, uh, we're not, just we're not, uh, fuck flag fly, but I didn't want to like do it without asking permission. I'm hearing that white noise again. Nick, no. you're still not doing, yeah. you're still not yeah. doing good over there. Okay, hang on. You were better with the other piece of equipment. Uh, anyway. Whatever you had the first time, it was better. <laughs> yeah, it was it was glitching too much. I wasn't able to make it work. Yeah. Um. Sounds like C man, doesn't he? CJ. A little bit. Yeah, we have we have a we have a show friend. He goes by C man, like the letter C dash man, and his the voices are very similar. Anyway, mm. um, is is he a Jersey boy too, or or from Jersey, Nick? Uh, my friend Nick. No, he is not a Jersey boy. We both live in the same area in uh, upstate New York. Okay, uh, we were only asking because Seaman's from New Jersey, and it just would have been interesting to have that same coincidence. Anyway, um, so I did the show. I, I wanted to do a new show. I put a post out into the world of Kevin Smith and said, "Hey, I I want to do a new podcast. I had one before, 
but I don't, I need a co-host because I know I'm not funny by myself. I'm not entertaining just sitting here by myself. I need, I need that other voice. And so, um, so I said, hit me up with ideas. And I put that out on Facebook in this, in this fan group. And over the course of the next like week, I got hit with a bunch of different people sending different suggestions. And most of them were, I mean, no, no. Everybody was really nice and had some interesting ideas or whatever, but nothing was like, like grabbing me. Like that's, that's the thing I want to do, or that's the person I want to talk to, you know, or whatever. Um, and Rico hits me up towards the end of the, the week and was like, I have a YouTube channel. Here it is. Send me the link. Contact me if you want to. That was it. Like everyone yeah. else that I'd sent out like, paragraphs of ideas like we should do this and we should talk about these topics and we should have these people on and like just like idea after idea rico just said here's my youtube channel tell me what you think so i watched like two or three episodes of rico's rants which was the name of his youtube channel and i was like oh this is the guy i want to talk to for sure and so i hit him up uh via messenger on facebook and i was like hey dude i checked out your rico i don't remember exactly what i said but it was something to the effect of i checked out your rico's rants i dig it why don't we connect and see you know talk some more about this and see if we want to do it or whatever and he's like yeah great and off facebook here's my phone number okay just calling this <laughs> so, random guy <laughs> my my argument was like anybody who wants to steal my identity i just feel sorry for you like you can have it <laughs> You know, and it wasn't like it was going to be any risk. And I got, even though like I didn't know CJ and, and even further, we didn't, we never interacted on the world of Kevin Smith. It wasn't like we commented on each other. This was, this was us going in completely blind. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he, 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 all of a sudden he like, he texted me. He's just, I have to give him credit. Like, yes, it was a risk on my end. Be like, yeah, sure. Just text me. But he, he did text me and he was just like, hi, pretty, pretty fairly, like a quick, it wasn't like an hour later or a day later. Like, all right, I'll text him. Whatever. You know, are you getting white noise, Dixon? No, you're better now, actually. Yeah, you're okay. Much okay. Fantastic. Gotcha. There's a little bit when you talk, but it's not like it was not at all. So yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I texted him and we, we kicked around some ideas. We had texts for about a week and a half. And the only reason I took that long was because I got sick and was not in any kind of condition to, to record anything. I was like, no. Because when I get sick, sick, I'm, Rico will tell you, I'm I'm down. Like, I'm he's out. Down, he's down so. for the count and it, it doesn't, <laughs> there's no real way of knowing how long. It's, if he gets a cold, it's okay. Whatever plans we had, we have to let them know just in case. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I Rico will tell you, I will to a fault keep trying to stick their schedule, but there are sometimes it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm done. And ultimately, <laughs> that it just makes them worse. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Is yeah. that CJ is so dedicated to our show, and he still, you know, he has a real job, like you know, yeah. So he he's juggling everything all at once. But when he does get sick, he he's burning the candle on both ends. And then it's just like, dude, like we, we get that you like our shit, but you need to take a break. And I mean, <laughs> if right you now, die, you won't our, have a show. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, exactly. I mean, and Matt, you got to respect the dedication though. You got to respect I, the dedication. Too, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, listen, our followers will understand. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and right, and right now, like I don't, and this is meant to brag, but like right now, currently I, we do pot once a week. I, I do all the editing, uh, electronic stuff for pot So I do all the editing on that. Um, I'm de facto running odd pods media. Uh, we do the live stream every Friday for two hours and I have a twice a week radio show. So that's what my weeks consist of every week. Right Not now. to mention your actual job. Plus my 40 hour a week job. Yeah. That's the so, grind. That's just uh, what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I talk about my dick twice a week. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I now, talk about my dick every day. Oh so my God. You're, you're doing better than I am. Well, he only records it twice a week, Nick. That's he does, what I'm he talks about it. There you go. He only what I do on my on my off time is my goddamn business. All right, guys. <laughs> um, and and he also he also reads silly books to 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 young uh, adults. Uh, no, adults. adults. They're they're all adults. None of them are young. So I I did launch recently a sub thing instead of Rico's rants because because I haven't done the Rico's rants in a while, um, and it was never really meant to be something it was just more of i this is what i want to do to help myself at the time i was doing rico's rants which is literally just me setting my phone up and talking about a movie smoking and drinking sometimes drinking always smoking <laughs> and then it was a way of her having a hard time going to sleep and i cheap to go to a therapist so well you know what relaxes me well let me talk about this movie and it became a way of relaxing and so i haven't had to do it for a while because i do uh pot askew and and the uh, get vocal that actually supplements and helps my anxiety but i have this idea of my girlfriend and i i i do impressions and i do voices uh cj can vouch that uh out of the two of us i'm the one who's always trying to i'm the sort of actor of the two of he, us. He, he does two or three voices. Yeah. Yeah. I know I do a bunch of voices, but you only like two or three of them. That 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 might be it. Yeah. That. <laughs> um so I was reading Harry Potter and my girlfriend, I got to like book four, and we were talking to a mutual friend who is also our number one fan on Potaskew, and I, I told her what I was doing and I and I read her the first couple chapters of book one. And she's like, This is awesome. You've got to do this. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, all right, let me let me see if this would be fun on a on a get vocal so sure enough i'm now reading harry potter to people on get vocal and i'm doing voices i'm doing impressions i'm doing lips. he's at yeah i it's definitely not g-rated <laughs> like i <laughs> no. got nephews that i would love for them to listen to and then i told my sister-in-law i'm like don't don't listen don't let them listen to this keep the children <laughs> like, far this, away this, <laughs> yeah this is like if south park decided to read dr seuss I idea. love this idea. That's a million dollar idea right there. No, it's, well, it's, it's I, I I give him shit for the voices because it's fun, but no, he he actually is pretty talented as a as a voice as a voice actor for like lack of a better phrase. And because I think there's a better I, and I only say that Rico because I think there's a better way to put it, but I can't think of it. That's why I don't say it because I don't think you're you know acting, but I think you there's a better way to put it. Um, but he he does a good job with it and and his ad libs and it's fun like I and and it, it really is interesting so so Rico's reads was born um, unofficially called masturbate theater you know so it's <laughs> and uh, he's doing that now on Thursdays from uh, seven to nine Eastern uh, on good vocal so 
which bumps right up against my radio show. So we, he does he does the Rigo reads, and then I go right into my radio show from nine to midnight. So it's a it's a nice one two punch of me and Rico if you if you're into us, you know. So how did you? If get you're s- not into us, you should watch us anyways and support a starving <laughs> podcaster or two. That's true. I, I yeah. These two Matt, are phenomenal human beings. Phenomenal people. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I want to just finish off the story about the origin real quick with, you know, so we, we start, launched our first episode on May the 4th, 2018. And um, with, with a Star Wars episode, as you would on May the 4th. And now we are, uh, we're coming up on three years. And the thing that, that tends to uh, fuck with people the most is Rico and I have yet to meet each other. This is the closest we've come to interacting with each other. Um, you know, this telephone, whatever. But this is the closest we've come to actually being in the same room at the same time. Right. So that's the wildest thing I've seen in your podcast is just like the fact that you guys met on the internet and you've done a whole show for all these years and then you still haven't met each other. It's a little odd, like, but years ago I would never understand like women or men falling in love with inmates through letters and shit, but like now I totally get it. <laughs> that's that's because you fell in love with an inmate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sort of like that. It's like a pen pal that just like like I, I have friends that I see every day that are like, like what, you know, like, yeah, CJ is one thing, but like, I'm your best friend. I'm like, yeah, but it's gone further than that. It's no longer just this dude I talk to on the internet. Like it's, we're definitely, we're de- I mean, all jokes aside, the, the hetero life made thing comes from us being Kevin Smith fans and the show being called Potter skew. And like, how do we open the show? Like, how do we start the show? And I went off the fact that my name engine J so I was kind of playing off the Jay and Silent, you know, I'm Jay and here's my hetero live mate, Silent Bob. And so. But that's where I it stops because I'm not silent at all. Right, so. I think I called him <laughs> Silent. And I think I called him Silent Rico on like one of the first episodes. He's like, no, motherfucker, I ain't silent. Does somebody have music in the background? I saw my roommate playing guitar. Oh, can you tell him not to play guitar? Bryce. Hang on. Oh, it stopped. As soon as he said Bryce, yeah, it was right, just... I heard that shit. It's like Bryce. Oh, there it is. Can you turn that down or not play? Please not <laughs> play, Bryce. We're trying to make we're trying to make art here. Okay. We're making art here. Well, I'm, with <laughs> well, all respect to show, uh, with all respect to you guys, show having us on lowers the quality of the art like exponentially. So now, now having you guys on the show that. lowers the art. Absolutely not. If anything, I think just Rico being here adds like at least a hundred times, <laughs> and adding you at least four hundred times more. No, no, Rico, Rico art is the more the artist here. I, I am just the no, no. All seriousness, because he, he does do the voices and whatnot. I, I steer the ship. I mean that that's kind of the roles that Rico and I have. You know whether we, whether we we didn't really ever come up with a plan. There was never a plan. We we just sat down and turned on the mics and started talking and kind of fell into the roles that that we have now. You know, well, the funny the, also to add to that is that we weren't friends. It was yeah. almost like this weird thing where like we had to on our on our pilot, which we have since released, which which we called Crash and Burn. Um, we why not. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear us struggle with each other because it was our like apart from a couple text messages and phone calls, we didn't know each we didn't know each other, we didn't get each other's sense of humors, and we had to basically pretend to be friends. So it's 
I don't know. The only it's it's that weird fucked up thing over like in order to go to sleep, you have to pretend to go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it sort of was like this organic thing of like I don't know if there was ever a moment where he and I were just like, oh, well, now we're friends. It was just kind of like we always been friends. No, we didn't like each other. Well, like, it's that we, no, 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 no. I'll say no, no. Rephrase that because it's not that we didn't like each other. You it's that we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. Yeah, that's a better way to phrase I it. I don't know if I fucking like you now. To be perfect. <laughs> you guys <laughs> didn't have that rapport that you do now. It, it takes time to, like, me and him have known but each other you, for years, so it's a little easier. You, you mm-hmm. absolutely hear it in Crash yeah. and Burn, which is just like, like, I'll make a joke. Like, I made a joke of like, oh, man, someday we'll cuddle. Just because. Just to fuck with him. And mm-hmm. he was like, ew! Like, no! That's not <laughs> happening. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be fun. I don't care how long we do this. This is going to be fun to fuck with this guy. I think it's so interesting that like it started out as basically a business relationship more yeah. or less. Oh, for sure. You know, it's, yeah. it's like co-workers type of thing. Yeah, we didn't think it's... <laughs> You know? Yeah. So you're not no, to, you're I'm not to the cuddling stage yet. You're more in the like partially online friends with benefits oh, no, sort of no. stage. We're at full cuddling. It's now arguing who's the big spoon, really. Uh, kind of the- yeah, it, it's definitely full on cuddle mode, except we have to social distance. That's <laughs> that's the difference. That's, uh, very twenty. Like we were ready to cuddle, you. and then fucking COVID happened. Yeah. So, I uh, think he. I think uh, definitely you're the big spoon because you got that nice uh, pause shirt on. That thing is excellent. Oh uh, yeah. That, that take that takes Chad energy. I, I think I'm just a bigger spoon because I'm bigger than him. I'm not taller than him, but I'm bigger than him. Yeah, we're about the same height. He's just, yeah, bigger. So I, I got, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the <laughs> I'm the bigger spoon for sure. <laughs> I'm the fucking ladle. Like that's what I am. How do you know Seems each other's spoon. height if you never you never seen each other in person? You don't know if one of them's lying. You could say you're well, six or whatever. Tinder bios. Who knows? Yeah, but who the fuck would lie about being five seven? I mean, I can I'm think five, of a few seven, people. <laughs> I like, can think of a few people on the internet. Yeah, someone wow. who's five five. But I'm, <laughs> I like either either way, you would say, "Oh, well, I'm five eight on a good day." Yeah, I'm five. <laughs> you know, I'm five nine with heels. Well, fuck off. You're five seven then. I'm five nine what? Yeah. <laughs> five nine what? How tall are you, dry Dixon? Um, mm, that's a. I don't want to hear dry and wet and Dixon <laughs> in the same fucking sentence. <laughs> oh, I do. That's, I've heard. I've heard many never jokes. Put your Dixon dry. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh my <No>. god. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need that to be wet. Um, so no, not Enrique. You know how much st- Steph hates it when you do that shit. She's not in the room. I can make that sound as much as I want. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, you know, almost three years later, here we are. And, Happy you know, anniversary, sweetheart. Yes, you too, buddy. <laughs> um, but we are, we're, we're getting ready to do our third, our first anniversary, our first birthday, if you want. I, I, I've come to start calling them birthdays as opposed to anniversary, but the first year. Friendiversary? Potiversary? Um, yeah, well, Potiversary, uh, that is what we called the first episode, uh, the, the first one. We called it a Potiversary. We tend to play off the Potiskew thing quite a bit. You know, we have we have Potiversary, and we, what was the other one we had, Rico, that was similar? We did something. I forget what it New, was. New Excuse Eve? New Excuse Eve, that's another one. Yeah, that's our that's our New Year's Eve episode where we... Um, have we interventions t- for each other? Yeah, kind of. We you know we we it's it's the one episode a year you can guarantee we're both going to be drinking while we're recording, mm-hmm. and then 
uh, we talk back over the year. And over the course of the year, I I gather when I'm editing bloopers and outtakes. So sometimes it's stuff that you still hear in the episode, but there's still funny moments or stuff that I've cut from the episode, but it's still funny enough to to put into this reel. And then we listen back to it on New Year's while drinking as we count down to midnight Eastern, which always trips with Rico because he's like, dude, it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, well, fuck you. It's midnight in the East Coast. Get over it. <laughs> I see. It bother I see me a, that much. I see a solution to this. You need to come to the East Coast and stay forever. Or we should all go to the West Coast. Let's not do that. I, I like that solution better. I, I, I do want to move to Vegas. All jokes aside, I do. I do intend to move to Vegas at some point, which is in the Western time zone. So that would work. Why you know? Vegas? Um, I have family there. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm a, to try to give the short version of the story, I'm adopted. And mm. nine years ago, I found my biological parents. Um, oh, wow. and, and subsequently brothers and sisters that I didn't know I had, um, but assumed cause my, I knew my parents were young when they had me, they were 15 and 14 respectively. So, um, they were quite young and which is why they gave me up for adoption. Um, are they still together? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. they, haven't been, they haven't been together since before I was born. Gotcha. So, yeah. 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 It was a, it was a, just a thing that happened and, you know, as teenagers do and whatever. And so, um, a very interesting event, prom night, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. Except it wasn't prom, but yes. Um, and, and so I, I found them and, my my biological mom and her family live in Vegas. Um, Interesting. My, bio- my biological father grew up in Vegas, but now lives in Portland. So, uh, but I have terrible allergies and I have a disability and that the dry weather in Vegas is much better for me than mm. the East Coast weather. And then you guys both living out here know what it, the East Coast winters are like. So I'm mm-hmm. oh, yes. here in, uh, in Vegas. So ultimately that is the goal, but you know, each year that seems to get further away just cause life, but you know, who knows? That's really cool. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's something that's come up a few times on the, on the show. And we actually did uh, a bonus episode about it. That was really kind of fun when my youngest brother graduated from high school last year during COVID and uh, we couldn't go out. I, we meaning I couldn't go out there for the for the party because COVID. And so they put together a um, like a video package for him that they played at the party for the people who could be there, like the people that lived in town. So I asked in advance, I was like, can I include Rico on this, even though Rico doesn't really know them? But because of the podcast, I thought it would be a good way to do it. So we recorded a video thing for like, what was it like three minutes? Rico was not long at all, but no. but what we did is once we finished that, we we kept the mics going, and then I told the entire adoption story and what it's been like to find my family and the whole background on how that all happened. So it was really a fun. And Rico's been one to that point had been wanting me to talk about it for a while. He just thought it was an intriguing story because he knew it long before I ever sh- shared it in detail on the show. Um, and it's not that I was hiding it. I was just waiting for the right moment. There wasn't like, you know, we do pop move, you know, pop culture and movies and stuff. And it's like, Oh, you know, so, um, you know, Anakin's a douchebag, by the way, I'm adopted. And this is what happened. Like, well, Anakin was kind of adopted. So it it qualifies. And you're also a douchebag. So it all works out. (laughs) 
So, I mean, um, that's a that's a really cool story. I mean, that's something you, you should want to share because it's like, how did you even like when you were growing up? Did you were you did you know you were adopted when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. From, from as early as I could comprehend the concept, my my mom uh, told me. So, but she wasn't saying it like, you know, I'm not your real mom. You're, you're not my, it was just very much like I, it was from what the impression I got in the way CJ explained it to me is he didn't get that adoption story where it was like, it was kept from him and it was like used to abuse him. It was very much the story of like, no, no, we chose you. We wanted you. That was, was also, that was the best part of it. It was also that and very much just a part of who you are. It's, you know, like everyone has their, you know, you know, part of your family is, you know, that you're from Ireland or you're from, you know, Czechoslovakia or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> for, for me, it was just like, you know, this is part of who you are. This is part of, you know, your history. And my my mom um, begged me when I turned 18 to, to start looking and I didn't do it till I was 30 just because I didn't want to. Um, and it's not because I had any ill will or ill feelings towards my biological parents. I was just happy. I've, I've got a good family. I've got a good support system. I, I didn't really care if I never found them. Like it, it was something that intrigued me, but if I never did it, I mean, okay. You know, and then eventually it became like, well, I'm getting, I'm 30 now. Medical history might be useful, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Like so, and that was that was part part of my primary reason for starting that journey at 30. And then I met them, and they're awesome people. And it doesn't hurt that they live in Vegas, which is you know America's playground. So that's kind of nice <laughs> too. Um, but it is like the the like fourth or fifth reason. And and now I have siblings because in my adopted family I was an only child, and now I'm the oldest of eight. So it's kind of kind of fun in that regard too. So mm. anyway, um, I'm rambling. Rico's also on the show, so I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Oh no, it's it's, it's, it's a, a nice. It's a very interesting story. Like I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, and it's such a healthy way to look at it too. Where you're like, you know, you, it's it's a part of you, and it's it's like you know what I'm trying to say. I can't yeah. think of the right words to describe it, but it's it's such an interesting. It's 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 a great story, man. It's a really great story. Well, thank you, and 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 uh, all the credit for that that outlook on it comes to goes to my mom because she mm-hmm. she she you know she instilled that in me from a very young age. Like they didn't give you up because they didn't love you. They didn't give you up because they they didn't care or they didn't want you. It was very much because we knew there was little things we knew all along. We knew how old they were approximately i think we were off by like six months or a year or something but we had the basic idea how young they were and the fact that they were originally from from las vegas that's about the only two things that we knew for certain going you know up until i did the search and so she very much was like they were young they didn't know any better and they thought it was better for you and that was the thing that was kind of instilled in me time and time again from like I said, as early, as as old enough as I was able to comprehend it, and I want to say I was like six or seven. Like it was way early for my entire life. So when I got to a point where I was going to make that decision, it, there was no like, you know, these people are terrible people. Now they could have been. I mean, it's we don't. I didn't know that. You know, a lot happens over you know thirty years. You know, you they could have turned into horrible people, but 
I didn't go into it expecting to find horrible people, you know, and, and didn't, fortunately, everyone's fantastic. They're, they're just amazing. They're awesome people. Um, my, my biological father and I aren't as, uh, close. We don't talk as regularly as I do with my mom's side of the family, but that's not for any reason, except that he gets super busy with his life as I do with mine, as I was telling you my schedule earlier. And then like six months I'll go past. And I'm like, Oh shit, we haven't talked, <laughs> you know, whereas she'll pester me and hit me up on text. Like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in like three weeks. What's going on? You know, and not in a negative way, but just like, you know, so she's a little better at, you know, keeping me reined in with the rest of the family. So, but it's amazing yeah. that she like just wants to have a relationship with you like immediately like did you, like there was as soon as you found her was it just like a complete like you're part of the family oh, no. now no 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 it it, it went it, it took a while because and and rico i'm sorry to bore you because i know you've heard all this already but like I'm not, I'm not bored i'm just thinking about my mom oh i'm sorry buddy I, that's all right it, it's all right keep going um but um she uh when when they when we finally found them, I, I went through the adoption agency, which was state state adoption because they that's how it worked in Jersey and whatever. And so when they um when they contacted her, it started off with a paper letter, like snail mail, and then it went to email. And then when I emailed her, or when I I sent the snail mail letter, I included my email address, and it took her a month to write back to me. And then even then it took another, like so, some of the first emails had like weeks in gaps between each other back and forth. So, and, and that's primarily because most of the family didn't know I existed. The only people who knew I existed were obviously her, um, my biological father, my grandmother, and my grandfather on my mom's side were the only people who knew I even existed up to that point um so she she was taking time to kind of break the family in on hey i've got this kid that's been out there for 30 years you know 32 with this but by the time the by the time i filed the paperwork and by the time we found them it took two years and uh, you know so he's been out there for 32 years like my my great-grandmother who is no longer with us but was alive when i found them who was 94 at the time, I want to say, didn't know I existed until 10 minutes before she met me when I was upstairs at their house in Vegas. So, you know, little stuff like that. But, wow. you know, yeah, yeah, it, it was it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, twist. And, and and it's it's been a great experience. My like I said, my youngest brother just graduated high school. He was 13 when I met them or no, 11, 11. Yeah, 11, I think so. Um and uh, sadly, I'm closer to him than probably some of the the siblings I'm closer to in age. But it's because they have their own lives; they have kids and mm. families and of their own. And and so he and I, when I would go out there and I would stay, we we'd be up till like two in the morning playing video games. Well, it's probably because you you guys met so young, and so you were able to build a relationship while he was still growing up. So that's probably it was probably very beneficial to him because he was able to have. Uh, you know, a brother and somebody that he didn't know he had. Yeah. I mean, he has, he has another brother. I have a brother, uh, that's in between us in age and he has him and, and my sister mm -hmm. is also, so he had other siblings, but yeah, I mean, he, it, it worked out nicely. We just, we just have fun with each other and we can, we can, we have enough in common and enough not in common that we can 
we can have fun and talk shit to each other, but then kind of go our own separate ways. And I do my thing and he does his and that's Mm -hmm. what it is. But you know, the only difference is when I met him, I could lean on his shoulder when I was standing next to him. Now I have to do this to talk to him (laughs) or, but you know, it's, you know, uh, other than that though, he's, he's a good dude. And, and Rigo knows this, but he, um, he just survived brain cancer in, in 2019. So, um, it 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 was and it came in no like literally he was good he had a seizure they did the MRI or not the MRI, MRI I think it was MRI found That's the tumor, cat scan did the, did found the tumor two weeks later cut it out and then he was you know but it was it, it all happened over like what Rico you were there not there but you were in my world it was it was it was quick it was like six weeks but it was yeah easy six weeks of like holy shit my my then 17 year old brother has fucking brain cancer like what the fuck you know you know and the fact that he survived he's he's fully recovered now as far as we know he has to i mean he has to go get a check like every six months for the next like 10 years or something like that just Mm -hmm. as a precaution but every checkup since his surgery has been been clean bill of health so yeah i mean there unfortunately there's always a chance it could you know rear its ugly head again but it's placement on the brain where it was. They were able to go in and remove the entire tumor. So if there's anything else in there, it was not visible to any scans or anything like that. So, and he just got really lucky that way. And, and Rico, I think you've talked, did you talk to him once? Did you talk to Michael? No. Okay. No. You, you sent the message to him via the, the screen. You definitely said, yeah. something to him, but I said uh, some shit to him. I don't know if he said, uh, he hasn't said anything back to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's just Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that's all michaels that, that's yeah 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 there's your michael kind of the same way so but um anyway that's that's the that's the long and short of the story there's a lot of like you know mm-hmm. right in the middle there well, but i appreciate you sharing that that's a very um that's a very heartfelt story it's very I, I, I don't mind it's just part it, like i said it's a part of who i am just like the fact that my hair is brown when i have it and you know and how tall i am and you know things like that it's all just part of who i am so yeah i don't i don't look at it as something to, to hide or be ashamed of and the only reason why it took so long to come out on the show on our show was because like i said i was just waiting for the right moment where it made sense for you know whatever topic we were discussing and when that when the graduation thing came up we we saw it as a perfect opportunity to do it so no you should be grateful that you were able to be one of the rare people that not only has a great relationship with their biological family but the adopted family it's very um you know yeah no it's it, it's a rarity and it's not lost on any of us my family my bi- you know the biological family the adopted mm-hmm. it's not lost on any of us they all get a, my my moms talk to each other more than they talk to me <laughs> each other they don't like they don't like you cj like they don't, I, I mean they really don't yeah and i mean i i have had what conversation with my adopted mom who's mom to me i actually call my biological mom by her name and it's not that meant as a sign of disrespect but i actually almost don't i just don't feel comfortable calling her mom and she gets that like she it's understands more of a sign of respect to your actual to your adopted mom mm-hmm. it is about respect it's, it's just not really yeah. it's really what it is um but i will call her mom if i'm talking to like my sister like i'll be like hey did you talk to mom today so she knows that i mean her mom you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's it's a weird anyway but um i will be talking to one of those two of my mothers and if I say something smart or snarky, I'll get a text from the other one going, why did you say that to your mother? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, it's so like I virtual golden girls. <laughs> you just screwed on both sides. 
basic, yeah. basically. So anyway, I gotta um when when you were telling your story and you brought up Star Wars, it reminded me that I have come to a massive Star Wars realization okay. in the last few days. And I wanted to share it since you guys are pop culture guys. And since Dixon, I know, is a Star Wars fan. Why would you assume that? Do you that? realize... What's that? Why would you assume that? Because you've told me you are. Oh. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, do you realize that Dexter Jetster is the single most important character in the prequel trilogy? I agree with this theory already. Because... He was the one who told Obi-Wan where the dart came from. And if Mm -hmm. he didn't do that, he would have never found the clone planet. And they would have never known about the clones. And uh, Darth Darth Sidious would have just taken over right away. Well, Darth Sidious is the one that hired Jango Fett to kill or to attempt to kill Amidala. Or wait, that's well, yeah, that's right. So, so technically, his plan would have failed. It's Count Dooku, but let's you technically know. it's Count Dooku, and technically it wasn't Jango Fett. It was the other uh, whatever that person's name was. That yeah, it, half so, woman, uh, half, the emperor hired yeah. Count Dooku to do the job, and then Count Dooku hired Jango Fett, and then Jango Fett hired somebody else. Zem. And then she she got the bug to do it. Zem yeah, Zem Wessel. Zem, Zem. Wessel yeah. Um. um Ironically, you know, it's funny you bring that up, Nick, because that that character is actually that whole sequence in the diner. Rico will tell you is my whole my favorite scene from Attack of the Clones. Really? Is, well, yeah, I love that. I wish there was more of that kind of thing. And I'm actually hoping, even though it takes place after Attack or Re- Re- Revenge of the uh, the Sith, that there's going to be similar stuff going on in the Obi Wan uh, show that's coming up. You know, so it may not see him with Dex, but, you know, maybe stuff going on at the cantina on Tatooine or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that similar. So that'd I'm be great hoping. if, if uh, Dex like relocates. Oh, that'd be awesome. I would, to I would, Eisley. Oh, I would yeah. be for that. Yeah. Because I, I always like I always had a uh, I always had a liking for Dex because <clears throat> of uh, Lego Star Wars playing that as a kid. Oh, I love Lego Star there. Wars. Oh, yeah. When you would you would go to the diner after every level was done, mm-hmm. and was like, and I, I I think it's interesting that you really you really like that scene and it resonates with you because I I always felt like it was cool that it kind of shows that there's other things going on. This is something that I, I really feel was missing, especially in like the newer films where you got to see that there's a whole life going on outside of the Jedi and the Sith and the war that's that's happening. There's there's regular people just trying to make a living. There's uh, there's diners, there's businesses. And it's, it's, it's nice to get a break from that. You know, as, as fair though, like Coruscant is definitely the New York world of, of the mm-hmm. star Wars galaxy. So like, That's, of course there's going to be a fucking fifties diner somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't see it happening on Hoth or, yeah. or, or, uh, Camino, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you don't. Know, I mean, I agree with you that it is nice to see stuff that we can relate to, but like, I really don't see a bed and breakfast on Tatooine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but like, Tatooine has like the cantina and such. Yeah, because everyone expects if you're going to be in this desert area full of slavery, you should get drunk at the nearest <laughs> place. <laughs> Listen, if, I, if there's going to be a bed and breakfast anywhere, it's definitely Naboo. I think that's where. You, or, oh, or, sure. Or um. 
Naboo is definitely like the Greenwich, Connecticut of the Star Wars. Yeah, it strikes me as the really snooty like part of the universe, and I don't think I, a place like that would belong. I feel like it's more like the Hamptons, if we're going to be real about or that. Cape Cod. Yeah, Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vineyard. Vineyard, any one of those, those, those all kind of work. You if know, we're going to so. be geographically accurate there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I maybe, maybe Alderaan then, you know, we don't really see what the world of Alderaan's like, but you know. Well, I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think any business is going to thrive there right now. Is, is someone well, going to yeah, tell them? It <laughs> seems like the market kind of crashed over there. <laughs> <laughs> Took a nosedive. <laughs> Yeah, you, you try no, to open a business no. in all the wrong places. Nick, Nick, the, the, Jesus the, the, Christ! <laughs> it didn't, it didn't <laughs> crash. The bubble, bu- the bubble burst is what the happened. The bubble, yeah, that's yeah. one way of putting it. The bubble yeah. burst. The bubble burst. Um, but no, I, I just like it because it, it reminded me of like uh, I'm, I'm Rico will tell you because I'm more into this kind of stuff than he is. But like I'm big into cop procedural shows, like the NCISs and NYPD Blue and you know, those kinds of shows. And it, it, it reminded me of like a sequence from one of the, what? The ultimate irony is that I'm like, well, you know, you don't watch law and order SVU. <laughs> like for some reason, like you don't watch any of the law and order. And those are like the ultimate good ones. I, no, I think, I think, I think it's personal preference. I don't think it's about ultimate good ones. And fucking NCIS has been over 18 goddamn seasons with three spinoffs. And now, you know, and, and, Criminal Minds was on for like twelve years before last year or some shit. Which one is the one that Ice T is on? That's Law and Order, order SVU. SVU. Yeah, yeah. Then that's the superior. That's the one, best one, of course. I mean, come on. And he's a Jersey it's native. Ice T. How could you go wrong? <laughs> I mean, look. I, if I could steal from John Mulaney, like it is absolutely astounding to see Ice T in every episode because he he plays it like. He, you know, he is like a seasoned cop who specializes in sex crimes, and mm-hmm. he's still like mystified by every crime. He's like, "You're telling me this guy likes to uh, rape little girls?" It's like, "Yes, dude. How do you <laughs> not fucking get used to this?" Oh, so you're telling me this guy likes to, you know, rape women? Yes, I see. <laughs> Hey, you SVU, motherfucker. You should know this thing. I used to watch. I'll tell you, there's two other ones I used to watch. They're both off air now. But there was there was the Cold Case show. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, I forget. And then there was um, it, it. I think it might still be on, but the same actors aren't there, so I stopped watching. But Vincent D'Onofrio was on one of the Law and Orders, and I used to watch that okay. one. Yeah, I used to watch that one, and then there was a, and it only lasted for like two seasons, but it was a cyber crimes one with uh, Patricia Arquette, I think, and James Vanderbeek. Um, and that was <laughs> shout out James Vanderbeek. We love him. Yeah, yeah, and and, and no shit, you're the one. Dawson. <laughs> it, was, it was James Vanderbeek, Patricia Arquette, and Lil Bow Wow were the were. There's a name. <laughs> what a combination. Yeah. It's a name so, I haven't heard I in a while. Say it only lasted two seasons. You don't say. Wow. <laughs> I, ne- I never would have thunk. Speaking of um speaking of obscure Hollywood actors, um Who's the obscure Indiana Hollywood Jones actor the in, in this scenario? Bow Wow or Patricia? <laughs> um I guess Bow Wow, because I think that was his only um, speak, speaking of semi-obscure Hollywood actors, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull star Chet Hanks was mm, in the news yes. the other day. Did I'm you see fan. this? I'm a big fan of Chet. 
Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks's rapper son. Yes. Wait, what? Chet Hanks. Oh, that's right. Chet Hanks was like one of the students or some shit, right? Uh, yeah. Mm. He uh, do you, he said he do you say that thing where he was like, it's gonna be a white boy summer. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I I, <laughs> I don't understand how Tom Hanks talks to Chet. Like I don't, I don't know their relationship, but I really want to be a fly on the wall for like their conversation. Yep. I mean, God, Rico, no, Rico, please. It's just interesting that like because Chet is the is that douchebag who's just like I'm from the hood, motherfucker. You wear a hoodie. That's what <laughs> you get. You're That's like, the only connection you have. Gump, bro. Like, yeah, your dad is like Oscar-winning actor. You've had an amazing life, and you want to like, like, I'm all for people liking rap and hip hop and and smoking weed and blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck. But when you're gonna say like I'm a thug, <laughs> no, you're an idiot. That's what you are, motherfucker. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, her, first it's off, you're, there's never gonna be anybody threatening by the name of Chet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I forget what his rap team is. He's not going it's, by it's Chet. Chet Hayes. Chet Hayes. There you go. Right, Chet Hayes. That's, that's intimidating. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> well, it just reminds me of when, and now it turns out to be, it turns out it was a bit, but for like a year, you walk in Phoenix said he was just becoming a, a rapper. If you remember when he grew the beard, and like I said, right. it turned out to be a bit for that movie with uh, that. Um, Casey. Uh, Casey Affleck made yeah, it. I Casey think. Affleck made yeah. it. But at the time, they were they were pushing it like it was a real thing, and, and he was on, he like, on the Letterman, Letterman show. And, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, see, Chet Hanks doesn't realize that he that he is that joke. He's trying to be serious. I know. I wonder if he doesn't. I wonder if this is maybe he's like too stupid for this. But I wonder if this is all like an Andy Kaufman like performance art. I don't. I don't think so because mm. I. I mean because he just he still continues to make the absolute stupid. Like Andy Kaufman was a pioneer when it comes to cerebral comedy and mm-hmm. and questioning everything he did. No one's questioning Chet Hanks. Everyone is saying you're just an asshole. That's true. We, we know the answer before we ask the question. It's like, why is he doing this? Because he's an idiot. Because he <laughs> wants to fucking be a tough kid. You know, when I mean, he's that asshole. It's just like, oh, my dad's a fucking Oscar winning actor and he never I mean, understood so me. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, can you just it's say like, thank, thank you, father? Yeah. And mother. His mom is Rita Wilson. It's this weird, so. it's this weird thing that happens with like rich kids from the suburbs are like all about like like gangster rap and stuff like that. It's just it's comical watching them oh, sing the lyrics. I live in Oakland. I know all <laughs> about this shit. Uh-huh. Like I there's so many like I have a real problem. I have a real problem with the N-word in general, right? But I have a mm-hmm. real problem with an Asian guy or a Mexican guy or a white guy using that word and then being like, well I'm a minority so I could use that word. That's not what that means, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you don't get to use that word despite the fact that you listen to that music. I'm sorry. The amount of and people... And then when I want to say... Yeah, it's, it's just stupid. The amount of people in high school, specifically like those really short white dudes, Nick, you know the type. They, they kind of look like you that would just go around saying the N-word. What? Like, that, <laughs> that would just go around saying I mean, that like it's nobody's business. <laughs> 
And now they're like on the on Instagram today trying to be like fake influencers trying to say that they're like like Gary Vaynerchuk or something like that saying that they're now all, they're all hot Hanks. shit and like they're Chet Hanks and then you know yeah yeah look so, I can a- handle Chet Hanks being a douchebag but when he when he speaks in black vernacular it's just like dude I, I'm here I'm 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 here like if if Chet Hanks listen to this I'm gonna just give him a message right Chet they don't like you <laughs> they don't want you to be them they are perfectly fine without you trying to up the black community like they don't want or need you just 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 ask, just say you're sorry to your parents and ask if you could be in a movie all you need to do <laughs> like imagine we could get chet hanks on the show i would love it, to what an episode that would be interesting tie back apparently he's going to be on an episode of ncis new orleans this year so there you go i mean set your so DVRs, really, kids yeah. set your dvrs yeah be ready get them ready like it, it's, it's different it's coming out when uh this year it's episode it's an episode called lead in the swan part two which actually it might have already aired now that i think about it but i'll have I'm to willing look. to bet that shia and justin bieber said no and that's why he said yes hmm mm. I hope it did not air and that it's going to air in June so that he could promote it by calling it a white boy summer. (laughs) I feel like the only person that's really able to do that kind of culture today is Eminem because that's the kind of culture he grew up in. Like, if you didn't grow up in that sort of environment, I feel like you don't have any place. And even then, he doesn't throw that word around. Of course not. No, he knows better. Exactly. He grew up around actual gangsters and thugs. Like he knows not to say it. There, there's one. There's one rapper who uses it that I'm not certain should. Like I, I, I don't know enough. But, I, but to be fair, I don't know enough about his origin. But I feel like he's more Hispanic than anything, and therefore I don't know if that's a word he should be using either. But be real from. Uh, Christ, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Cypress uh, Hill. Thank you. Yes, some mm-hmm. Cypress Hill, and like I, I kind of wonder if he should be using that word either. Like his his partner, sure, because he's definitely a black guy. But like, I, don't, I don't. I know mean, we don't me. know if he's he might have some black in him, or I'd have to look up that I'm one. Sorry. But be, I believe B Real is Mexican. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like. I mean, I'm. I'm crazy. A, I think he did some jail time, so he's probably had some black in him, but not the way that you're talking oh about. My God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, see, yeah. I'm of the opinion that word should just really not be used. It's, no. it's, I, I, no, I, I agree too, but if you know, there's that whole like some people are the right and others don't. Not and, whole, I, and I'm mm-hmm. saying that they're even. I mean, I don't want to put any more responsibility on black people. But there are times where, like, there's always that white guy who wants to say the word, so he gets out. He gets a black friend just so he could say it. That's <laughs> really certain motives of some guys. And you know, he's you know, there inevitably there'll be a question where it'll be like, "Hey, man, is it all right if I say that in front of you?" It's like, "Well, I don't mind. Yeah, you're my homie. That's fine. You can say that word. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell him it's okay because he's going to think it's okay. He's going to go, "Oh, well, dude, my 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 friend Larry, who's black." said it's okay yeah they don't give a fuck about larry like they're not gonna just like oh larry yeah i know larry because all black people know like all know each other right like i'm saying black people do your friend the courtesy and say no you can't say that in front of me you don't you shouldn't say that at all yeah i don't give a fuck if we're friends we are friends because i'm telling you you can't say that word it'd be the Uh, same thing if like if any of my 
if someone just went up to me and called me a WAP, I'd be like, hey, you got to earn the right. You have to <laughs> earn the right to call me that. Like, and, but, and if CJ, who is part Italian, like, if he called me a, if he called me WAP or Dago or some shit, I'd be like, you are Italian, right? Okay, cool. I, right. I, yeah, that's fine. Honestly, like Enrico and I have talked about this off air. I'm not a fan of those words, period. Like I, I, I put them right up there. You know, obviously it doesn't have the same gravity, but to me, it's right up there. It did with, for a while. It did though. Yeah, it, and it's right up there with that same word, with that, with that word that we're talking about. That I just don't, I don't see the point. Like Rigo calls himself a Dago all the time, and it makes my skin crawl sometimes. But that he's talking about himself, so that's his thing. But just quick, Chet hangs up. They that episode aired on Valentine's Day, so sorry, Nick. Ooh. It's not. Oh, uh, <laughs> what a shame. Um, that anyway, is the ultimate heartbreaker for a Valentine's Day episode, right there. I know. Chet Hanks, Look, man. For the record. I would argue that we all love Tom Hanks, right? Yes. Of course. Yeah. And we have nothing against Rita Wilson. No. No. However, she should have swallowed that night. (laughs) (laughs) He would be, Chet Hanks would be like a fascinating subject of like a nature versus nurture experiment. Mm. You know what it was? It was his, it was the sperm that became Chet Hanks was swimming. And so it's catch me if you can. Uh, <laughs> um, these are going to make some wonderful here. drops. Wonderful drops. These are being, that was coming. beautiful. <laughs> this, this is what I deal with on a weekly basis. Oh, um, anyway, the point is, it's a white boy summer. It is a white boy summer. Um, <laughs> just real quick, Nick, just to circle back to something we talked about earlier, because you talked about the nature versus nurture. That's one of the most interesting things about the adoption is I've actually learned um, because I, uh, some of the things that I'm into while I was grown up with it, you know, like some of the music and stuff that I like my, there's a lot of that in my family's DNA and my biological family. So like, I, I really am like really learning that nature versus nurture and finding out it's a little bit of a 50, 50 mix, at least for me, which is really kind mm-hmm. of interesting. So yeah. Anyway, I just, when you brought that up, it made me think about it. Cause I'm, I'm like my biological father loves music as much as I do. Loves it. Like I, Rico will tell you, I can talk music for hours on end easily. And I can go from, you know, the Supremes and the Four Tops through Slipknot and Mushroom Head and, you know, Threat Signal. So, I mean, like, and everything in between and, and, and to hold my own in the conversation. Um, so, and it turns out, like, I said, my biological father has a studio in his home in Portland. Like, he, just because he loves playing music so it's just really interesting to me mm-hmm. so it's always fascinating how that stuff works out like you know like my 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 parents when i was growing up we owned uh like a subaru and a toyota mm. but um when i bought my first car i just kind of for whatever reason i naturally gravitated to to chevy's and then I went back and like my mom was like, yeah, I used to have a bunch of Chevys when I was younger. Mm. And like my grandparents always had them. And I it's it's kind of that you don't think about it consciously, but it was it was just something in me compelled me mm. to go to that. And I don't know what sure. that was. It's a weird yeah. coincidence. It is right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so even, funny. It'd how be even crazier out. if you were constantly going to Chevy's restaurant like. And if you're a oh. big fan of, of Chevy Chase and or Chevy just, Chase, yes, <laughs> I was born in Chevy Chase, Maryland. I don't know if you guys knew that. You were? No. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh. I was like, wow. You got me excited for a second. I didn't know there was a Chevy Chase Maryland. No, there totally is a Chevy Chase Maryland. I know that for a fact. But yeah. Hasn't Maryland suffered enough? <laughs> 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 I don't really get what you're saying there. I don't think I've heard much about Maryland in my life to begin with. I don't. I don't know. I. But yeah. that's my point. Is who the fuck knows anything about Maryland? I do. Mm. Why? What? what well, CJ? Why? <laughs> well, first off, because compared to these two guys, there it's literally like two hours. It's an hour and a half away, depending on what part of Maryland I'm going to. So you know, I. I can be in Baltimore in like hour and forty minutes, maybe. Oh, maybe that's less. true. You you do go to Maryland from you know at least you used to. Well, no, I, well, the only reason why I didn't go last year was COVID, but I have family. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, um, but no, but that's nowhere near, but I mean, like, man, good crab cakes. Yeah, I'll take, you know, Maryland crab cake. Fuck yeah, baby. Baltimore's so, nice. Ocean City is nice. I spent a lot of summers I, in Ocean City. I've actually yeah. been Ocean City, Maryland. I've only been Ocean City, New Jersey. That's where mm. I usually go, so. I've been What's your both? go-to uh, <laughs> Jersey Shore beach? Ocean City. Ocean City? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a Wildwood fan. Wildwood, see, I didn't discover Wildwood till I was like 27. So I kind of, unfortunately, I kind of missed some of the, the, you know, the because by that point, my, my friend, I was the only single friend I had at that time. Everyone else was starting to have kids and be married and shit. So they were like, I'd be like, why would they be like, nah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I missed that that boat. I I I had. My friends were fun, but they were never partiers. Like I didn't have party friends. I just had friends that we could hang out and you know, and we'd 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 drink beer and stuff, but we didn't like party. Mm-hmm. So I I, I kind of missed. I I do feel like being forty one, looking back on my life, I do feel like I wasted my twenties pretty pretty heavily. Wish I could could do that part again, but it is what it is. So. Wait a minute, you're forty one. Yeah, you don't look. Holy, it. I would never have guessed. I thought you were thirty. <laughs> Uh, you guys want to guess how old I am now? Uh, 58. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd, I'd say a, a solid 36. Nick, you want to try? Um, I'm going to guess 35. Okay, so I'll be 30 in June. Wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, See, this is, if this is not a clear indication that you should stop smoking and don't ever start, it's right there. Hmm. Uh, well, too late for that, <laughs> right? And, I mean, the other, yeah, but the other thing that kind of, you know goes back to something we were talking about earlier is like that's one of the other cool dynamics of the show is because there's such an age gap between the two of us, we kind of come at it from sometimes come at stuff from very different perspectives, and that and that's mm-hmm. made for some really interesting conversation depending on what we're talking about because right. we're not we're not always you know the dick and fart jokes or you know did did you know did you know Harrison Ford not throw the whip the right way in the in this indie film or whatever you know like we'll we'll, we'll get a little heavier but you know well I, I mean that's a good example rico and i fundamentally disagree on the order of the four indie films oh you really want to open this fucking cave again buddy it's 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 that or halloween motherfucker the order of what like which one is best versus which one is worst yes or? yeah okay. indiana jones films yeah. Yeah. yeah okay i have a i have a confession to make would you like to hear it you've yes. never seen one um, the only Indiana Jones film I have seen. Can you take a guess which one it is? is, is if you say Kingdom of the Fucking Crystal Skull, <laughs> it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, isn't it, Dixon? Uh, okay, I am yes, assigning you your ass some fucking homework, motherfucker. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta <laughs> stop this right now. Um, it's it's just never come on my radar. I guess. <laughs> can, can I go to bat for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for one minute? 
Dude, I'm on your I'm on I'm on your side. I think it's the third best. Can of I the- get another beer before we have a fight? <laughs> <laughs> I've just never. Cheers. I've never uh, f- just found a reason to watch it. I don't know. It just never. Wait, 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 wait. Matt, how old are you? I am 23. I'll be 24 next month. He's okay. young. He's young. Okay. Let me ask you this: You've seen the original Star Wars films, right? Of course. Have you mm-hmm. seen ET? Uh, no. What? You're not okay. missing anything. No, 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 Wait no, no, no. a minute. This is new information oh, being revealed on. on the podcast. I didn't even know this. <laughs> hold on. As a podcaster, you cannot be a legitimate good podcaster without at least seeing the three Indiana Jones films. And not even as a as a podcast, you want to be a movie director. <laughs> okay, but and here's, you haven't here's, seen E.T.? What's <laughs> happening here? This is, this is really, see, this is what I imagine CJ is, like, reacting when, like, I haven't fucking seen Hackers or some shit. <laughs> we, he, Matt is that generation that didn't get raised on that Spielberg George Lucas fucking thing. Mm-hmm. We all had that Without Lucas... Respect. Nick doesn't look like he's much older than Matt here, and he seems to be all in. So. We're basically no, the same Dixon age. and me are the same age. He's, more, he's a little more cultured than I am. I'm, I'm pretty I narrow with I'm my interests. I would just say I had a normal childhood where I watched fucking E.T. and Raiders of the Lost World. <laughs> i got to be honest. When yeah. I was a kid, I never wanted to see it because it freaked me out. I don't want to see that. that okay, I, I'll what? give you that. I'll, no, no, no. I'll give him that. E.T. scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. But I was a little oh. kid. You're 20 fuck years old. You can give it a shot. <laughs> You you never well, took a you've taken film classes. They never showed ET at any point. Like it's a no, staple no, of really. film history. Mark always showed us like all those artsy films. You know how it is. I do know how it is, but like you didn't go to other classes. You went to a whole other college that I didn't even go to. Is this true? Your, yeah, your experience with like in, in with like uh, Spielberg is like oh I had to watch Schindler's List. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yes, I have well, seen Schindler's List. Okay, let's let's run through the Spielberg class. You've seen Jaws, right? Of course. What? Okay. I've seen Duel. Did you say of course or worse? Of course. Okay, of okay. Course. All right, motherfucker. Okay, you've seen Jaws. You've, have you seen Close Encounters? No. Really? Okay, well, look, to be fair, Close Encounters, that's a good movie, but it's not fucking mandatory. You can choose to either watch E.T. or Close Encounters. I'm not going to... Okay. I'm not going to like fail somebody like if they choose one over the other. Gotcha. Maybe it was only a classic in, in my parents' house. I got to be honest. I haven't seen a one lot of those, of those like 80s classics. I'm not a big 80s film guy. So I don't know. I, I assume that's both your era since you're around that age. So I was born in 91. Okay. I, but you, you know, you I, were alive when those films were still pretty popular. So no gremlins for you, Dixon? Nope. DJ, no what are you trying to say? Gun. No Top Gun. Siege, what are you trying to say? Uh, no, I was just trying to warn Nick before he went further down this list that you <laughs> will slam that door quick on certain films. So I was just, just trying to certain warn Spielberg that. films. No, films in general. If, listen, mm. listen, Rico, for as young as he is, is the oldest young person I know. <laughs> his favorite musical artist of all time, and I give him shit for it, but honestly, I don't have a problem with it, but his favorite musical artist of all time is Frank Sinatra. And he prefers um, Lauren Hardy over or Abbott and Costello over any any comedy you could put out today or in the last 20 years. And 
And there's nothing wrong with that, but, but that's also like he he likes a lot of those old films too. Like he whole mentioned films. Like for our hundredth episode, we went over the AFI's top one hundred films of all time, and like there's like thirty or forty of them that are like from before nineteen sixty two. I knew nothing about any of them. I was like, oh yeah, the key grip on that was like John John Smith, and he worked on this film too. And <laughs> how the fuck do you know this? And I'm man, like, I grew up very lonely, CJ. Thank you. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but look, look, I, I actually, I, I understand though, because I dated a girl for a while that was like that, and it was it was a similar kind of like she was an old soul, like she like she was into like Buster Keaton and Harold mm-hmm. Lloyd yeah. and. You know, all the, all this old stuff. And I, all, all those I, she, she would, I would talk about like retro it in for yeah. like, for millennials, especially like I would, I would talk about like Dave Chappelle or something. It should be not Dave Chappelle is a bad example, but I would talk about like Norm MacDonald and she'd be like, who the fuck is that? Uh, and I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah, you're, 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 this isn't going to work. Your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lose the number. <laughs> <laughs> to Rico's defense, he does know, like, he knows Norman McDonald, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. one of his favorite comedians of all time. So, like, he, he knows modern day stuff, too, but he also knows a lot of this old stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to say, like, my dad just turned 83. Mm. So, like, I grew up with a sort of a senior citizen for a father. And so my dad, you know, who is from the East Coast, but he, but he, he moved to California like for, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, whatever. He, he's, he's both. He's got a Massachusetts mind and a fucking California mouth. I, I don't know. Attitude. <laughs> Attitude. Yeah. He's very liberal. But so Mike, I was raised with a lot of, you know, watching movies that were way beyond what I should have been watching. Like, and some of it was like Italian films. So like I had a rich culture, you know, cultural upbringing of like watching Chinema Paradiso and shit like that. And, and he introduced Frank Sinatra to me and he introduced Abbott Costello to me and my mom, my mom, is, um, unfortunately my mom passed away a couple months ago. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry. Thanks. It, it, it hasn't been fun, but I'm yeah. getting through it. Um, but my mom was very much, you know, she was born in 1961, so she was like 70s, 80s, and my mom was not a cinephile. My mom either fucking loved a movie that she could not talk about, or she hated a movie that she never saw. That was my mom's like experience. Uh, example, like my mom, my mom would pass out at the at the mere mention of blood. So anything that had any blood in it was off limits. The ultimate irony is that she watched a lot of the shows that we were talking about, like all the criminal fucking justice bullshit, like a lot of law and order, a lot of CSI. And I'm like, look, not for nothing, but like what they're describing and talking about on these police procedural shows is really more fucked up. And and my mom was just like, you know, like making breakfast and like, she's got the volume cranked up and you hear ice tea be like, so you're telling me that, there's semen in the rectal cavity. It's like, mom, how are you listening to this shit? Uh, but, and my mom would be like, she's like, oh, uh, yeah, we saw that movie. I'm like, no, we didn't. How do you know? It's not out yet. Like that, that, That's my mom. Like she was. It's also the like, person who took him to see Jane Salavab strike back at seven or ooh. something. I was, no, I was 10. 
I was oh. 10. I, I saw it in theaters when I was 10. She took me to see And that's my point is my dad would never have taken me to see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. My mom was because she's like, oh, like I like I like Kevin Smith. And like a friend of hers had shown her clerks and shit like that. And then she, my mom became like obsessed of fucking obsessed with me working for kevin smith like you should just be his assistant i'm like funny. <laughs> and i'm like mom i'm almost 30 like i'm not like like he's you want me to just go there and be his assistant and basically ask him to like let me move into his house and i'm like I, I know he's a nice guy i don't think it'll work i don't like think that. he's that nice <laughs> and, and, and he's that nice i don't think schwabach would go for it probably no. not <laughs> but but we we were very lucky enough to get a just a side thing. We were very lucky enough to get a a message from Kevin Smith where he did a promo for Odd Pods Media Network. Mm-hmm. So I it's that, yeah. like through a friend connection. He was like, "Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith, and I'm going to tell you all about like he was doing his you know his fucking thing." And he get, he went above and beyond. And when CJ sent me the the raw footage, the, the the initial first clip, because we hadn't posted it yet, because we're like, are we allowed to? What the fuck? Yeah, we, um, we had to get the we had to wait for the green light to post it. But I, I was like, fuck all that. I'm sending to my mother, and my mom was like, oh my god, like, see now you could work for him. Like, <laughs> fuck that. He's working <laughs> for me. He <laughs> is doing promo shit, and we didn't pay him anything. This is how I get Kevin Smith. Yeah, and that was so. The God Rico, please. I name no, no, no. So she, she, uh, before she died, she was. I mean, we didn't know she was going to die. For the, just to say that, like, my mom didn't get COVID. She didn't have an illness that was like ongoing. My mom died of an aneurysm mm-hmm. very suddenly. It was a day after Christmas. It was the twenty sixth of December, and and I no phone call is good at seven in the morning, ever. I don't know if you guys can hear, but a Mercedes is driving, and my dad's starting his car. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Mercedes. Mom, shout mom, out Mercedes. Yeah, uh, my mom was very, very, very proud of me, and she she even like the last joke conversation argument that we had was about her starting her own podcast, <laughs> and <laughs> I was what? like. When she's never listened to an episode of Bodice not one. Yeah. She never listened to it. And and then she comes to me, she's like, you know, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, fuck you, mom. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my and thing. Like, and she was laughing. I mean, she was all in good fun. She was laughing and, and, I, and it was, beca- it became like a reoccurring thing. And then she was asking me for advice. She's like, what should we name it? Uh, and, and it was going to be her and her friend and like, you know, Bay area marijuana conversations. I'm just like, you should call it, uh, um, uh, the stoned age and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, just like riffing off of them, just being like, call it a, hi, I'm stoned and I'm age, you know, just like these told two middle-aged women just like getting high and forgetting what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> I told them they should, I said, I said, you should call it pot askew. So then you could owe us money. Um, <laughs> so she's like asking me for advice and I'm like, here's a, here's some advice. Why don't you listen to a podcast? I've got at least a one. Podcast. I a podcast. Yeah. Didn't, didn't she, when I was on the phone with you once, ask me about equipment? You were like, no, you're not allowed to tell her about equipment because she won't listen to our shit. Right. I, and, and her response was, Rico, if I want to hear you and your friend cry about Marvel, I'll just have a conversation with you two. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and that was my mom like my uh, yeah. you know sounds my like a character <laughs> my, oh, my, and that was that was why i had such a weird facet of of films in my life was in part escapism because when i uh, from the age of four to shit yesterday um i get played with migraine headaches mm. so i missed a lot of school like just it, it was a condition they that someone like some doctor fucking tried to say oh it's cyclic vomiting syndrome or some shit or also known as abdominal migraines so just basically migraine headaches that come on from either stress or because like there's really like i've been to many doctors i've been to many therapists i've been a, i've been prescribed many drugs and all that shit um thankfully i don't get them as often but for a good chunk of my childhood i was in bed and i had to just sort of <clears throat> uh entertain myself and you can only jerk off so much so <laughs> uh you know that's an all-time drop right there all time yeah <laughs> uh so I would, I would watch a lot of movies so um oh. As far as him not having as many headaches, I want to give a quick shout out to Steph because honestly, I feel like since Steph moved in and you guys changed your diet brief, not completely, but enough. And I think I think that's played a role, honestly, in you not getting uh, as Yes and no. I, I think also being I mean, she definitely helps. My my lovely girlfriend, Stephanie, has been a big blessing. But I'm here to tell you, I had a fucking bad migraine yesterday and I was I was actually really anxious about it having gone on today like i was really worried like i took a i didn't have a headache today but i took a preemptive migraine pill on the off chance that it sort of bubbled in the middle of us doing this um but steph steph has been uh tremendous she's been tremendous during uh because we we were living with my mother and her boyfriend all of COVID. we were all kind of like stuck together and luckily it was a big enough house where we all had some space and everything and and then we moved out in like October into my dad's house, but into a lower unit. So we have our own apartment. It was not just living in his, his living room. Um, so we have our own, our, we have our own place. And then two months later, mom died, you know? And, and so that, that was bit because I just shut down. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm not ready to process this. I wasn't, I wasn't in denial but I wasn't ready either. And losing a parent when you're, you know, you expect to lose a parent, but you also, you, it's fucked up. You kind of hope that, Hey, it's when I'm like 40 and they're 80. Um, it does. I, I can't imagine it gets 80 easier because the ultimate iron is my, like I said, my dad's 83. I'm going to have to deal with that sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of, that was what was the biggest shock was like, really? He survived. What the fuck? I think he even said that when you told him what happened. He was like, oh, the, the day of when I went upstairs to, to tell him, like, hey, I got to run to the hospital. Mom's in the hospital. I doesn't look good. Um, he he was like, oh, shit, that's not good. And then we came back later at like noon. By that point, she was she was dead. She was it was like she was gone by like 11 in the morning or 1030 in the morning. And uh went and hung out with him and i'm i'm i was a complete fucking wreck i had gotten very drunk and my friends were there and my mom's boyfriend was with us and we're all just sitting there stunned and silent and and i just kind of blurted out i was like dad no disrespect but why the fuck are you alive like you're (laughs) 80 years old you have broken you broke your leg last year falling down a ladder 
You had a tractor roll on top of you 15 years ago. He drinks wine like it's water. You know, he drinks like- wine all day. He smokes cigarettes. And I'm just like, mom's brain just said, fuck it. That's what killed her. Yeah. Um, How are you alive? Like, and, and he said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, he's I, like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard to at least understand more Ozzy or my dad. Probably <laughs> such a great joke about Keith Keith Richards was like what he says that um Keith Keith Richards the 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 world could go to hell we could nuke ourselves back to the Stone Age and it would be Keith Richard and three cockroaches going you know I smoked your uncle once <laughs> so it it's it's but going back to Steph real quick Steph Steph is very much a part of Potaskew. Very much. She's she's not on air frequently. She's been on several episodes, but she's not on weekly with us or anything. But man, Steph has been our moral compass on more than a few occasions. Like she, she's the one that when when Rico and I, she's really our tiebreaker vote on a lot of things. And and you know, as much as you would think, she does not always side with Rico. So that's, no, she definitely yeah. doesn't. I can assure you, she does not. Significant um, others rarely do with each other. Mm. No, but there are definitely times where she's like, "No, Rico's right." I mean, I, I, I've lost that vote a few times too. But it's, it's. But you've won some too, so you know. know, Absolutely, absolutely. But it's, it's. She is an integral part of this show's success. You know, for what level of success we have. But she's definitely the heart of Potescu. Like, yeah, I'm the voice. CJ's the brain, and Steph's the heart. Like, you know, we're, we're, Uh, we're. Yeah, we're we're the, we're sort of like the the group on their way to the Wizard of Oz. We already got our shit. Steph is almost like the wizard. She's the she's really the Wizard of Oz <laughs> of 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 Potescu. She's Dorothy. I don't I don't know. I, the analogy kind of went fucking downhill. The way it's kind of like um, it's kind of like our show. Dixon is the heart, the mind, and the the, the voice. And then I'm uh, I'm you're the just, fuck up. You're just here. You're the one who says the funny things. You're, like, you're the you're, you're like one of the winged monkeys just kind of like hey what's yeah going on? Hey. i, I kind of hey. see a similarity but because like rico you seem to talk a lot and you send a rant a lot and then cj is kind of like the more soft-spoken guy but has a lot to say i kind of feel the similarity between us because i feel like i never say enough during the show and then nick says a lot of the dumb shit <laughs> Are you saying I say the dumb shit? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yes, I, that is what I'm saying. But <laughs> by no. extension, by extension, it, it, <laughs> it's so funny because we had we've had Eddie Pence on the show twice now, um, once on proper Potescu and then once on Get Vocal. And when we had him on Get Vocal, um, we let the audience because for for those of you not familiar with Get Vocal, um, both to the audience and to to you and Matt, I know you were there the one time, so. Mm-hmm. But the way it works is it's a live stream with video, and then there's also a chat room. So if you don't want to be on video, you don't have to be, but you can still interact with us via the chat room. And so we had – it was me, Rico, and Eddie on camera, and then we invited people to come join on on screen as well. If they wanted to talk to Eddie, they could. And one of our friends, Midnight Smoke, he, he jumped on, and he is a huge fan of Eddie and Ralph Garman. And so he asked me, he said, Eddie, if you had to have one of these two guys open for you on on stage, because he's a stand up comedian, he goes, who, who would you have open for you? And he ultimately picked Rico. 
but he got into a description, a discussion as to why. And he's like, cause CJ, he's like, CJ throws like every punch he can to be funny. Like he, he throws these things. He just constantly throws out these punches and occasionally one lands where Rico doesn't say much, but then he throws the haymaker and knocks you the fuck out. It's basically, do I basically have it right, Rico? I don't think it's, I got yeah, that. Yeah, he said that because look, I'm not going to say I don't say, I'm not, I'm not going to agree that, I, that I'm that i quiet and then I choose my fucking words because I oh, certainly no. don't. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, like, I don't mean to be that guy, but I kind of have a little bit more wit. <laughs> But that, I mean, in my defense, it was it was more of kind of like I was the youngest of my siblings, and I was a very lonely kid, and I didn't have any friends until I was like eleven, and I was bullied a lot, and I just, I mean, I was just kind of a small kid. Mm-hmm. So, and I, again, I'm not trying to fucking brag here, but like my dad, the kind of semi stereotypical Italian that he is, was like getting me to do push-ups and pull-ups and work out every day. So I was very strong, but I, thank you, Stephanie, but I didn't want to, um, there she is. There Live she is. And in person. But I did, uh, bringing me a beer. Um, but I didn't want to fight anybody. I was in a lot of school brawls, but I never punched anybody back because I didn't want to hurt anybody. So I had to develop a lot of wit to try and fucking not get my ass kicked. So, I I mean yes CJ's older than me but I think I would argue that I had to kind of depend on wit just to kind of get out of certain situations and I and, never had it so I I those fights Rico never had I did I had I got bullied like crazy in middle school for my disability right. and I was in fights constantly I always lost but I was still in them you know I I I, I didn't back down from a challenge like that so but to, to rico's other point of like from earlier about i i i drive the ship rico's rico's kind of the the the, the fuel the, yeah thank you that's a good way to put it actually um he and then that's it's not meant as a negativity it's just the roles that we've kind of rolled into like I, I keep this show, especially with Podescue, Get Vocal not so much because Get Vocal is meant to is kind of designed to be a free for all. But with with the proper Podescue, like Rico can easily get off topic and go down another strand of thought, which is entertaining and interesting and and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, don't you remember we were arguing about Spielberg like ten minutes and then I started talking and yeah, so like you know. But if if I don't steer him back. We'll never, we'll never get back. So that's kind of where, where that's the yeah. box I fit into, and and I, I think the dynamic works. So we just got to get more people to listen. To it. So Dude, it's all good. We we're trying to have that same thing, and you guys at least have you know some something on your back. You still got at least some some sort of reference point because you're referencing something. But we're kind of just out of left field, if you will. But mm-hmm. it'll yeah. all come in time. It'll all come it's in all time. Process. You know, we're, we're uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to once once we're able to f- finally, we'll both be vaccinated next month, so we can finally start doing it in person again. We haven't been able to two since days, the first- two days. Yeah, and I'm so getting- you know, and that's the interesting thing about it, though, Matt. Is like you know, obviously we're in this position, you guys, you know, with the vaccination or whatever. You know, that was the thing that Rico and I. Not that anything about COVID is humorous, but that's one of the things that we found kind of funny. Is like a lot of these shows. I'm using you guys as an example because you're here in the room with us right now. But like shows like you guys are trying to 
we're kind of scrambling of like, how do we do our show now since we can't be in the same room? Rigo and I were like, we've been doing this for a year and a half already. We're, we never <laughs> yeah. missed a beat. We know shows that took like a month off as they figured out how to do their shows and whatever. And Rico and I just kept rolling along because it's yeah. how we've been doing it. Yeah. It took my mom's death for me to take a break. That's really what it took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously like there was and Rico will tell you I, when he was like, I need time for this. I was like, Dude, yeah, actually, I think I pushed him to take the time off too. And then I was back like the next week. Like I was like, all right, I need, he, I need normalcy. He took two recordings off, and that was it. And he was back. You know, um, some people are like that. Some people, it just you just you need to get back to it, and you need to keep working, and that's that's what uh, kind of heals you. That's part of the healing process for some people. Well, what and I, I need, what for, I wanted to do. What I, sorry to interrupt, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to have my comeback be me talking about her. Mm. I wanted to lay it all out there because, like I said, I was not in denial. I was not like not facing my mother's death. I was very much facing it, but I was facing it with too much alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, if I don't get this on a handle... Because I know addiction runs in my family. And so I I was very conscientiously being like, especially late at night when it's like Stephanie's asleep. And it's like two in the morning and I'm up. You get lost in your thoughts a lot. Oh, man. It doesn't matter if I'm watching anything or if I'm just sitting there quietly. Like, it, it'll all come pouring in. And right mm-hmm. when my mom died, there was just a slew of everything on TV or movies happened to be like a mom dying or something. And so I was just like, escape. Mm-hmm. Like, like the day or two after mom died, I was like, I'm just going you know, to watch like the Simpsons. Right. You know how many fucking Simpsons episodes deal with a mom? And it's not like, not necessarily, Oh, well, Marge is there, but like loss of a mother or a mother's birthday. Or like, there was like the series, the season finale on Disney plus of like the latest season was all about Santa's little helper. Like having PTSD during Christmas, by the way, he missed his mom. That's- Fuck! Simpsons <laughs> predicted this shit too! <laughs> so, about those, those uh, indie films and the order in which you, they, they should rank. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering all the bases today. <laughs> covering all the bases. By the way, guys, just sort of warned you in advance. Rico and I could literally do this all night. This is your show, so you tell us when you want to pull the plug on this oh, thing. Yeah. Like, it's only oh, been I'm having fun. Hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, enjoying that's, it. That's an opening for us. Yeah, well, yeah. This is this is like the first half of our show. Like <laughs> the episode, we we well, we'll put it this way. Is it good a good example? Um, you know, Matt, we've been giving you a hard time about movies you haven't seen, but I'm pretty certain you've seen Endgame. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so I didn't like the hesitation there. there. You had to think, yeah, because I had to remember what exactly I'm answering. I'm like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I did see that. Okay, so Avengers four for a layman. (laughs) So that that movie is three hours and two minutes long. We did an episode three hours and four minutes about it. So Mm. just a concept, like I mean, we 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 can we we can talk, (laughs) dude. It's all good. I'm enjoying the conversation. I hope you guys are. I'm having fun, but it's it's your show, and the last thing, because Rico and I, te- and we've done this to other people too, so it's not just you guys. We have a tendency to come on and kind of like 
take over. <laughs> so. I, I get that impression, but I, I honestly don't mind. I enjoy the, the camaraderie between you two, and it, it's perfectly okay. Yeah. When um, Matt interviewed me for, for something, I don't know if we could talk about it, but when he interviewed we me... Can, it's, it's out in the open at this point, so we can talk about okay. it. At least because he sent me the footage and I watch it at least two or three times. I said, dude, I'm sorry if I'm like taking over this because you asked me one question and I've been talking for 25 minutes. Dude, it, it gives you more material. It's fine. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind. And, and then you use none of it. That's what yeah. sucks. Yeah. I mean, we can get into that if you guys want. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I want to hear about this fucking indie raking because we keep talking about it. And it's <laughs> oh, never yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it was. It It's been a wild ride in the story of the uh the, the rst documentary i mean we can go over the the story if you guys want if uh, we can kind of guess that's kind of how obviously the four uh, the two of us met um and obviously the three of us at this point but um, well, well, I, I mean matt technically you met me first then yeah and then you and then you suggested i uh, interview rico and then we were going to sure. actually come interview you since you're obviously in the area yeah, um, or clo- closer at least. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, a, it's it's a, it's all public knowledge at this point, right? Yeah, I what mean, happened? We, we won't. Yeah, get I don't it. know if all the details are public. We won't get into the um, controversy that's going on right now, um, because obviously that's a whole dumpster fire in itself. Um, right. There's and there's legalese that's legalese, involved in all um, that stuff. Even though it's it's yeah. out in the open, but I don't want to open that can of worms. But um, but basically. Tucker and um, Raj, the son's owner, and Tucker, the businessman, are engaged in a legal battle over the video store itself. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, more or less, that's what's keeping us from finishing the film. And yeah, and for- they, these these gentlemen are pulling no punches on each yes. other. I mean, it's it's a it's a knockdown, dragout brawl. Yeah, and only one is going to leave alive. Mm-hmm. And there's been various you know, absurd twists and turns in this story of involving lawsuits and uh, trying to sell the RST video name for a million dollars after yes. winning the legal case. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I don't think there is actually a legal case yet, so we'll just leave that as it is, but okay. <laughs> Um, as the, the, the trying to sell the name for a million dollars did happen, though. That did happen. Right now, my Italian Tourette's is coming out. It's like I don't know nothing. I didn't see nothing. Don't subpoena me. <laughs> um, so basically, what happened is uh, well, we, I think the rings were only there for like once. So just let me, you know, say that much because my fingerprints are in the building. <laughs> yeah, he he, you know, he wasn't even there. He just stumbled in, and that, that and then he said, "Oh, wrong business." I thought this was wrong stuff, and, yeah, and he bad. fucked off. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll give you the story. So what ended up happening is I emailed uh, Tucker in September of 2019. Um, basically, I had just I was about to graduate college, and I had obviously wanted to do something in the documentary field. So I thought. Okay, RST video is reopening allegedly, so let's you know let's try to make a documentary about it, thinking that it would never actually happen. And then, like maybe two months later, he was he finally he got was back really to me. receptive to the idea. Yeah, I mean, he was. I, I got to yeah. give him credit; he was very receptive to the idea, and he was fully in support of the idea. He gave us all the time in the world to come and interview him, and you know, it was one of the coolest experiences of of my life to be able to you know set foot in RST video since Clerks is a obviously a very significant part of my life. 
Um, mm-hmm. as many people who know me know that is a fact. Um, but what ended up happening is, you know, we, we went through the process of interviewing people and we were able to get people like Ming Chen and, uh, Marilyn Gigliotti, who was also in Clerks. We were able to interview her, Ernie O'Donnell. And then right before, right after we interviewed Ernie, Ernie O'Donnell, because we actually did that in, in Jersey as well, we went to see him and he gave us a half hour. So we got that out of it. And all of a sudden... Oh, we got two hours with him, so ha. I'm jealous. <laughs> we got, um, actually, we had two separate two hours. Yeah. yeah. We don't talk about that publicly, Rico, remember? So... Sh- <laughs> I don't know Shout what I Ernie. said. All of a sudden, I have... Uh, Italian what's that words. word? No, yeah. what's that word? Uh, oh, amnesia. Yeah. Amnesia. I will, anyway, I will say that for the most part, everybody that we interviewed, everybody that we reached out to was very helpful and, you know, very, you know, cordial with us. They were understanding of what we were trying to do. We were not trying to make a project where we're trying to exploit anybody. It was more or less just going to be a simple cut and dry, you know, history of RST and, you know, maybe the process of reopening. And then all of a sudden, as the store is about to reopen, the, we have an international pandemic. <laughs> and... <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, that ended up derailing the project. And see, I thought that my um, I thought my various drunken nights with women before the nights before the shoot was going to derail the um, the documentary. Yes, but I, it, it I, took I, the it, first night of took, shooting. I can constantly reminded him, please do not be late because we are leaving at nine o'clock. We left at uh, about ten o five that day. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dixon. I want to see the documentary of Nick like interacting with like drunken girls and shit all night. Like that's <laughs> what I want to see. Um, if you come down to our neck of the woods, you can probably see that at least two or three times a week. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but just upload it to Pornhub. I'll find it there. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, what happened was that situation happened, and obviously the store did not open, so it kind of went dark for a while, and. It was a weird sort of situation because I was getting a lot of support from people, but then all of a sudden I started to not hear back from people and right. people started ghosting me. And I originally thought it was, okay, it's just an odd coincidence. Maybe people are busy. Things are going on right now. But then obviously t- towards around the time that Tucker was going to possibly end up reopening the store and all this legal crap happened. I realized that the reason people had been ignoring me is because of some, you know, relationships within that lawsuit that, you know, were they not didn't positive. Want to get subpoenaed. It's it's more or less just I think people are associating us with Tucker, and mm-hmm. that's You're not exactly. What's that? Yeah, which let's let's just get that out there for the record publicly. For, so that everyone knows, Dixon and myself are the uh, the director and producer of the documentary, respectively. We have no affiliation with Tucker. I'm not related to him. I don't know him outside of this project. I have never interacted with him outside of this project. Neither has uh, Matt, to my knowledge, we have no affiliation with the man. We have no affiliation with Raj or the family that owns mm-hmm. the Quick Stop. We're not related to them. We've never interacted with them outside of a business setting. I don't. I've never personally interacted with them at all outside of occasionally buying mm-hmm. something there. Yeah, I mean, we've um, we've spoken to him about this particular subject before. That yeah. that, that part is is true. But mm-hmm. as far as the 
purpose of the documentary, I I don't ever believe that the purpose of the documentary was to make a documentary about Tucker. It was more of a no. documentary about the process the of reopening it and the whole yes. store itself and the history. He just happened to be the man who was reopening the store and therefore was the subject. But we we do not we do not take sides. We do not have um, you take your own side as yes, documentarians. Yes. You take your own side and be like, we just want to make a movie. It's just like with uh, Pharaoh versus fucking Allen or whatever. You're just documentarians. You're not saying anything explicitly. You're just saying this is what they say and this is what he said. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, we're just we're just we're just the camera. That's we're all we're presenting are. the facts so that you if can make your own. I decision. have no personal issue with Tucker. I, I think he's a nice enough. He's always been a nice enough guy to me. No, he's been. Yeah, he's been great but, to us. You know, the the legal things. But likewise, all, well, so has the family. Yes, they they were we have, very nice to us when we came uh, that one day to shoot. And I, I don't have anything negative to say because we are not involved in that. If I could, if I could actually step in and to try to help you now with the defense, not that you need a ton of defending, but if I could step in when you and I first spoke about you doing the documentary, which was before all of this insanity this is you know october of 19 maybe early november but either way Mm -hmm. it was well before all the insanity you you pitched the documentary to me as because i remember this and this is what that's why i suggested you talk to rico but you you pitched it to me as a documentary about the opening of rst video and the well, I'm trying to remember exactly how you phrased it. It was the reopening of RST. In, and in, in coordination with how nostalgic culture has kind of re- has kind of reemerged in this modern era and how video mm-hmm. stores and those other sorts of nostalgia can exist. Right. Thank you. And then the point of me bringing that up is that you didn't not once was this is about Tucker, like you said, and I'm just want to reiterate to help you out. Not once was it is it about Tucker or about you know Raj and his family or mm-hmm. or any of that. It was it was about video stores and their their place in culture and their reemergence. And, and that was, was something around RSP because uh-huh. of its significance to you with clerks, and mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we discussed uh, privately before the shooting started many, many times about like we did from the very get go. We did not want to make another clerk's documentary or another, you know, uh, quick stop. I told that to every person we interviewed. This is not a clerk's documentary. This is about telling the story of RST mm. video and telling the story. Obviously of, clerks is going to come up because that's right. the, yes. the reason the store is famous, mm-hmm. but the, the, it was not about that. I mean, we talked to, there was all, there was all kinds of stuff outside of, of the world of Kevin we talked, Smith. I mean, that we were talking, we but, talked to the angry video game nerd. For yes, God we did. Sakes. We did talk to him. And really? He, wow. Yeah. He was, um, he was, he was very nice to give us some time. Cause I know he has a very busy life, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. he was one of my favorite interviews to do because he was very obviously knowledgeable. He has a video store in his house, so. <laughs> you know. I mean, and obviously, you t- I mean, uh, and this is not meant in any negative way because I'm afraid it might come across that way. You talk to Rico. Rico had no direct connection to RST except being a fan of Clerks, but but you talk to Rico because he he was the manager of a video store at the time. Of course, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it, up until it, up until recently, yeah, yeah, up until recently. So it, it yeah, I it. it 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 actually upsets me for you guys that you're being associated specifically with one side or the other in a 
a mess that you really have nothing to do with. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the whole yeah. thing that bothers me about the whole project is that I didn't want to offend anybody that we interviewed. I, you know, I made a couple mistakes when, as far as, you know, making sure people had releases and things like that. And, you know, you know, this is the first time I'm really doing a project on my own. So, you know, sure. there, things like that were to be expected. But I didn't want to get to the point where anybody was just going to completely ghost me. You know, I didn't I didn't ever. You know, It's going to happen here and there. But I'm not asking you to name names, especially not on air. But I mean, it, it, depending on who it was, maybe they weren't the right people to be dealing with anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't. And that's not me talking shit on anyone, because I honestly don't know names right now. I'm really talking at a high level. But, mm-hmm. you know, it. it I don't know, man. I, it sucks for you guys, but here's, you know, especially cause it's in the middle of a project and it's obviously a passion project, you know, but I, from, from the way you and I have talked about these things, Matt, I'm not talking about the specifics of the, of the situation, but just you and wanting to make the, the documentary and all that. I, I believe that you could go and pick a whole new subject matter and do a equally as fine, if not better documentary than you were already working on. So yeah. I, I think you're perfectly capable of not letting this like destroy anything that you want to do. And no, I no, not at all. I, I didn't see it that way at all. I, I took. We every- have plans in the works for for other projects, including one this summer. We always do. Good. Yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to. I really want to make another film because it's been a long time since I made like a really you know like a true film. I made my senior mm-hmm. film, which is obviously a documentary, but. You know, that's something I, I really love. You made similar strangers. We, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> I talk about that. I like similar strangers. It, was, well, it wasn't if, my best if film. You're ever in the, if you're ever in the mood to, like, not make a film, you could do a documentary about us. And then, yeah. like, you, the, you, if you ever want to, like, ruin your career before it starts, like, we're, we'll volunteer. Honestly, CJ, <laughs> the, the, your, your story is very interesting. And, you know. That's a story I could I could see getting into, but that's that's completely up to you. But I'm just throw that idea in your head. I, I'm perfectly fine with it. The only thing I would say is that in terms of names, I'd have to get permission from other people. But yeah. I, I personally, I personally have no problem discussing it. Rico will tell you, you know. So oh, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I have. If it's going to be all about him and his adoption and everything, we should just you should just title it. Who the fuck is Carl? <laughs> that would be a hysterical fucking time. So that's yeah. a great idea. Uh, let's well, t- we're we're gonna copyright that right now by uh, copyrighted by. Well, hold on, there's background that you have to understand. So. Okay, we got copyrighted already. We're 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 licensing it out to you at no cost for your film, but you can't copyright that. That's that's ours. Oh, um, it's completely we'll, owned by you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll explain we'll explain off air with the other thing that we want to tell you guys about but anyway um yeah man like look you know matt you and i've had several conversations again over the course of you know a year now or whatever it's been oh christ two years probably almost yeah, yeah. at this point and and i i think you'll be fine i think you should do something else i think you and i'm glad you guys have other projects in the works and i i'm not asking you to share those are completely yours but definitely just keep doing you and you know like i'm gonna get on fucking not sentimental but definitely cheesy for a minute but like kevin's hashtag why not that why not mentality that kevin pushes that's where potaskew was born from you know that's where odd pods media is born from you know, we so if you if you'll indulge me a minute, we were on a different network and I'm not going to say it because a 
I, I I don't think they're litigious, but I don't want to risk it. But be honest, I don't feel like they deserve to get publicity either. So that's what it is. But we were on another network. We were promised a whole bunch of things that never came to be. Um, a couple things did, but the bulk of them didn't. And then they tried to get us to sign a new contract with a year-long non-compete clause if we ever left the network. Mm. And we were like, uh, go fuck yourself, basically. Yeah. And actually, we we uh, we even negotiated down a little bit, still willing to sign and not compete for a, a shorter period of time. And they were like, yeah, great. We loved it. We'll get this back to you in like three days. A month later, we got the contract back. And it was mm -hmm. like, so at that point, it was like, nope, go fuck yourself. And, you know, I, I called Rico one night after, <laughs> after we made the decision and after I'd had a few drinks. And I was like, you know, we could go and find a new network to be on, but we're never going to find one where we get everything we want. You know what I mean? And that's not to say we're some cocky fucks that like, we're the best thing on the planet and we have to have, you know, you know, you know, it's not like the crazy Ozzy Osbourne writer. Like it has to be a bowl of green M&Ms, you know, that kind of bullshit. Like we're not, we're not that, but like it's, it's. But you know what you're worth. We know what we're and worth. That, and that's a good thing. We always want to be treated fair and we will treat other people fair. Like we, we are like, we are very easy at negotiation and we're very easy about compromise. The most important thing that was important to us for our show was we want to have control and we went, we, we didn't want anyone to say, you can't say that, that we were, we're both very big advocates of like, fuck you. We are our own bosses. You mm -hmm. may help us. We may work for you in a roundabout way, but we are our own fucking bosses. You don't like us. We can move on. No harm, no foul. Right. And, and so I, I called him up and I'm like, Rico, instead of, instead of finding a network where we're going to have to make some kind of compromise, because there's no way we're going to find a network where we have won everything, but there's going to be somewhere right. where we're going to have to make some kind of compromise. Why don't we just fucking do it ourselves? And and that and that came off the why not thing that Kevin preaches. Even even if I didn't say it that night, that's certainly the root the root thought behind it was. I'll, I'll even go further. Is that we we both did pitch to each other. We should just. Wouldn't it be great if we just did our own? And we were doing that when we were struggling with the media network that we were with, because it wasn't that they didn't. It wasn't that they did us dirty. It's that they didn't do it all. We just right. weren't getting anything. We were, you know, they, they, they were very good at their pitch. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah. The, the sales pitch was amazing. And, and the only thing that delivered was the free hosting. We got a year's worth of free hosting that we didn't pay for. And you guys as podcasters know, that's not, that's, that's a valuable commodity is to be able to host for mm -hmm. free. Essentially you know? it was, we got pitched by a really hot person. who's like, I'm going to fuck you every night. You get to live here for free. I'm going to fuck you every night. It's like, yeah, you get to live here for free, but you like, don't get any pussy and you have to like clean up the house. And it's not like she's got her and do my laundry. And, yeah. And like, and it's, not, and it's not like she's off doing shit. She's there. She just won't fuck you. That's, yeah. that was our situation. We're just like, Hey, how the fuck did we get a horn swoggle into this shit? And she's like, Hey, you want to still be together for another year, right? Here, and, let's, let's have a commitment to each other for another year. We're like, ah. but just to stay with his analogy, we'll stay together for another year, but you can't also, you can't, I'm not going to fuck you and you can't fuck anybody else. 
And so, you can't jerk off. And you can't jerk off. That was the other thing. It's just like, that, you're not allowed to think about anything. <laughs> you're not allowed to come or think about coming. So, and so CJ, for this analogy, we both looked at each other like, why don't we just go fuck each other? Like, what, like we're like... We're, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I did not say that. Those are not words that left my mouth or crossed my oh, mind. Well, but I mean, they any, just left his mouth. It's a drop. They yeah. did. They certainly did. Um, but no. Real quick, I'm going to switch over to uh, my original device. I think I got the problem fixed. Good, good. So, uh, okay. right. I'm going to uh, drop out real fast and come back. It's all good. Yeah, and then maybe we can do about uh, maybe like seven more minutes, and then maybe we can, we can talk off air for a little bit. Okay. That way we've got like a flat two hours. That should be good for me to edit. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like I said, that's that's a that's a short that, day. For that's us. a good vocal for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all good. It really is. It really is. No, you guys are very uh, you guys are very good uh, talking to each other. So it, it's the way you described it. You guys have come a long way as far as being able to interact with each other and be able oh, to sure. work off of each other very well. Well, I don't. I, don't, I want CJ to finish his point. Nope. No. Nope. No. Go away. No. Go back. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I will, I didn't, I didn't even tell CJ this, but I actually listened to our quote unquote first episode star Horns last night. Oh, it's so, oh my God, dude, it's so fucking different. Like yeah. even your intro is because I'm, so, he, will you, will you give us our, the intro CJ? Just like fucking do it. I think I should wait till Nick comes back for that. If you don't mind, we'll wait till Nick comes back. Cause so, uh, yeah, he, he does a very distinct intro. And but that even took time to develop. I don't think I did that till tenth or twelfth episode in or something. Like it took it took a while to kind of just come come to be. You know, I can't do it. As talented as he says I am, I can't do his intro. It's 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 very difficult for me. But I listened to the first episode, which is technically our second episode because we did have a pilot. Well, all right. um, can I can I wait? Can I clarify that, Rico? Because you keep calling it a pilot, and honestly, it was the first time Rico and I ever talked, and we decided decided let's just roll tape on it just in case it ends up being good. But I wouldn't. It wasn't a planned pilot, really, in the true sense of the word. Well, I mean, I would call that a pilot. Uh, uh, anyway, but I but I I listened to it, and and CJ CJ sounds not very sure. He's like. Hello, welcome to like, like this is Pod Askew, and it's just like I'm listening to that. I'm like, who's this motherfucker? Like, this is not who I've been working with for almost three years. Uh, who's this shitty CJ impersonator? You, you gotta let those squeaky pipes. You gotta let them go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, and then, I and then my my introduction is yo, like just me yelling. I'm not yeah. like, I didn't even, yeah. now I say, what's up motherfuckers? Like that's my intro. to develop that too. You only started doing that in the last like six months, really. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't because, until I made the joke because we, we were on someone else's get vocal, uh, she who shall not be named. And that's literally all we're going to say. Um, and, and I don't know. He, he said some kind of, kind of smart ass comment about me as, as usual and I don't remember what he said but my response was well I, you're fucking fluent motherfucker and he lost his shit it was he, definitely the best joke he's ever said to me yeah so anyway and, and now I just call my fans I'll call everybody motherfuckers Nick yeah. just told me that his uh, internet is going out so he might be leaving us for the evening oh, okay. oh I, I will 
per Rico's request, I will do the uh, the let opening. Me, let up. me hear it. I would love to hear it. I'm gonna end up waking Dev up. You know this, Rico, right? Because it's like fucking. You you could blame me. You could say I asked for it. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfuckers? That's, that's how we do breath. our show. And that's all one breath. I take that one breath and rip that thing out every Sunday. So it's yeah. And I'm sure I spike you. I guarantee you, it's because I spike mine every time more I than, do it. More than likely, it probably spikes something, but it's okay. We'll we'll fix that. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll just fix that in post somehow. Even in post, I can't level that fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Nick um, uh, Nick says he sends his regards and love with a small box of assorted dark chocolates. Sounds good. Only for uh, only I'm, for Rico, not for you. I'm just kidding. Okay, that's fine because I'm I'm more of a milk chocolate guy anyway. So <laughs> oh, I, I love uh, chocolates. But uh, yeah, man, listen, I I I I don't want to speak for Rico, but I've had a blast. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, we, I always appreciate you guys. You guys have been uh, good friends throughout this whole process. So, there oh, he is. is he back? I'm back. Oh, you He's fixed back. it. I have four percent battery, but I'm back. So we'll we'll close it out <laughs> then, and then hopefully We're wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, we appreciate you guys very much for coming on. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules because the way you described, you have very busy <laughs> lives. Yeah. Um, um, do Do you mind if I throw some plugs in now before go we right ahead? By all means. Um. So obviously you can catch Podeskew uh, anywhere you find podcasts at this point. We're Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, iTunes. We're literally every. We're we're like shit. We're everywhere. Um. <laughs> you can you can yeah. It's a what? That's how you want to fucking plug us. We're like shit. We're everywhere. Yeah. That. Because oh that's us. That's who we are. Uh, I, I, I must say that stuck. my shit is rarely everywhere. <laughs> I think it's a bad analogy. Well, fair enough. But anyway, we're, we're on all your favorite pla- podcast platforms. Um, every Friday night on Get Vocal, it's G-E-T-V-O-K-L dot com slash Podeskew. You can find us there um, from 8 to 10 Eastern. Um, then on um, th- Thursdays, you can get Rico's reads on the same get vocal channel from seven to nine Eastern. And then I'm on internet radio, radio airwaves, uh, the international or the, I'm sorry, the British radio station, uh, radio airwaves at radio airwaves.co.uk every Thursday from nine to midnight and every Saturday from 10 to midnight. So please come listen to some music, hang out and, and listen to me and my alter ego, uh, DJ Xanthus, uh, twice a week. So, but yeah, I think that covers everything, right? Rico, did I miss any, any plugs there? I think that's everything that we're doing. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. At, well, yeah, Twitter at Skew, Instagram at Podeskew, at Oddpods Media on all MySpace? Uh, <laughs> Grindr? No, not MySpace. No, no. Tumblr? Tin- Tinder? We are Grindr? on Tumblr. We are on Tumblr. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Rico has a... No, definitely not Bumble. I'm pretty sure... FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> yeah. Grindr. Grindr. Christian Mingle, just to fuck with them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Newgrounds. <laughs> We didn't even get into the fact that Rico's an atheist. That that didn't even come up tonight, but that's a whole other thing. So not relevant? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> it it's played a role in conversations we've had on the show. Yeah, when we're talking when I'm talking shit, absolutely. But when <laughs> it's just like 
You just outed me as an atheist. Just like it's like that's the last thing. That's the last part of this episode. It's like Rico's an atheist. Thank you for listening. The world feeds me.